welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to the show every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or you can also subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week, we're talking about the debut album by The Bad Ends called The Power and the Glory, and it starts with a song called Mile Marker 29. because it's the first band that Bill Berry has been in since he left R.E.M. in the late 90s after having a cerebral aneurysm on stage and kind of retired from the music business. And, you know, he lives in Athens, Georgia, which is a legendary town that R.E.M. and the B-52s and many, many other bands came out of. And he was walking on the street in 2017 and ran into Mike Mantioni, who's apparently like a well-known musician who has fronted other bands in Athens. And they started talking and they decided to start making music together and this record was originally going to be an, a solo record for Mantioni but they put together this group of five guys who are all veteran musicians and um, have all played in other bands and um, they they came out with this one great album that just all the songs on it I really enjoyed yeah it's uh, not a lot of fat it's nine al- nine tracks and we will go through them in depth uh, I always like this narrative of you know, I think most of these guys are huge in the local scene, but honestly, they talk about Mantioni from 5'8". I'd never heard of that band. I'm sure they're huge in Athens. And so it's great for Bill Berry, A, getting the band attention by having been in R.E.M., but then in every interview, he was like, yeah, I, I'm kind of like, he's very humble about like, yeah, they just, I, they played this their demos and they were so good that I wanted to be in the band, but it was that, you know, other people, Mike Bantoni as the leader, and he's very humble about that. And so it's a great start here, super energetic and yet super sad. And I feel like it's the quintessential music that can't, can only be written by people who have been around a while and, you know, seen, seen excitement and seen loss. And it's very much like, yeah, the set town that's has a music scene, but is not, and a big urban center, mile marker 29 is the quintessential like middle of nowhere kind of sense. Like, where is that? I don't know. It's on some highway in the middle of nowhere. And yet it has deep meaning for them, at least in the story of this song. Yeah, this album really feels, you've said dad rock. I feel like I'm kind of a dad rocker, even though I guess there's not really mom rock because women tend to get sucked into the vortex of having kids and lose interest in stuff. But I, I, it's a, a feeling that really resonates with me of like getting older 
And I read an interview with Mike at Mantione. He said, one afternoon, a close friend committed suicide. He left two sons fatherless. He was there for me years before, and he'd helped so many other people who wondered what happened. I doubled down on getting my life together and started writing and making music with a vengeance. And I feel like you can feel that throughout this whole record. Yeah, I think from this where it's maybe a little less explicit, but certainly there in the vibe of the song, we go into the next track where that sense of loss becomes extremely explicit. It's called All Your Friends Are Dying. So I try to remember every sound and never note because it wasn't anything I'd expected to hear. And there were some pretty big holes on stage and more than anything else I wanted to hear them filled. Yeah, this track is where I noticed and really appreciate listening on good headphones. This album doesn't seem like a subtle record. It seems like, oh, it's just kind of straight ahead, Southern rock. And yet to listen to it, there's so many great touches. At the end of the section, there's this little bit of mandolin. And it's, yeah, most of the instrumentation is pretty classic rock, but you'll see uh, Christian Lopez on guitars also plays mandolin and banjo and Bill Berry is credited with electric sitar. Mm. And so these nice little, slightly subtle touches of interesting instrumentation. And another really nice thing that, again, good headphones help is that, you know, I think that uh, Mike Mantione's voice is pretty and strong, but it's, it's hoarse, it's gravelly, it's got, it's really earthy voice. And I think both uh, Dave Domizi, and I hope I may be mangling that, as well as Jeff Malconian is, are credited for backing vocals. And when they do the backing vocals, I'm pretty sure they put one of them in the left ear and then the other one in the right ear. So mm-hmm. you get the sense of like this backing kind of uh, behind his gravelly voice, but then there's even that richness because you're hearing the two different voices very distinct. Mm-hmm. And we heard that a lot on the first track. And then uh, it follows through into the second track. And so I think it's a nice little touch of 
giving each of those backing voices its own little stage on the right or left ear. Yeah, it's really well produced and well sequenced. And it's worth noting that this album was entirely written, rehearsed, recorded, produced, and mastered in Athens, which I thought was sweet. Like they talk about it as being a little bit of an homage to their hometown. And this song really spoke to me as, you know, somebody who's almost 50. It's a song about seeing Big Star perform and, you know, name checks Jody Stevens, who appears in the, the, who's the last surviving member of Big Star, who appears in the video. There are a bunch of really cute cameos in the video. Um, But about being there and experiencing just like a really great moment at a live performance that will never be repeated. And in the in the way that like we are all each other's historians um you know people that we're friends with and you want your friends to be there to see it with you to like you know believe that it happened and that also being at an age when all your friends start to die and it's like you realize that you know in losing them you're losing that that witness to a part of your own personal history that's what i got from the song yeah no it's a it's a comp i mean it's a again it's a mature song where it's it's combining the joy of having getting to experience all these things and this sort of bittersweetness of like, yeah, this band is gone, but I still can remember seeing them, but they don't, you know, the people who have died who were in the band don't get to remember playing the concert. And yeah, that complicate, it's a very complicated mix of joy and loss and sadness. And it's all combined in this just little, you know, not particularly show off kind of song, but yeah, there's that depth there under, you know, again, the dismissive dad rock vibe is like, they're yeah they're they're not showing off but they are bringing the goods yeah so the next one the next song we'll play is called left to be found everyone you know says things behind our back it's true but you know what i do when everyone turns their back Bring me a glass It tears me up to say A drink is all I ask And hopefully it delivers us You thought you found a way But I've stolen everything thought I'd come today, but now I'm just left to be found. I'm left to be found. I'm left to be to be found I'm left to be found Like after a couple of very up-tempo songs anchored in Southern Rock that are I don't, I wouldn't call this Southern Rock. I think the first two songs, I think, were at least inspired by, I think, the instrumentation, the guitar sound, All right. the the rhythms. To me, they, they feel not slavishly, but certainly inspired by, whereas here I feel like we very much go into 
this down tempo kind of psychedelia and where the first two songs I think are arguably about like, oh, feeling the loss of others. This one seems much more about kind of guilt of like a life lived and like, oh, I'm what have I done wrong? And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a total bummer, not necessarily my favorite track on the record, but I like that at least there's this range and a change of pace and a chance to kind of catch our breath and maybe wallow a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a kind of repetitive down tempo song that I like where it comes on the record because the first two songs are so upbeat and like driving forward that it does give you a sense uh, you know give you some variety and there's another song that we won't play that's called Ode to Jose that comes a little later that's also very uh it's just instrumental and it's just kind of meditative and quiet and I do like the the fact that there's that contrast of different sounds yeah and I think again traveling through this record it's you, again, you mentioned the sequencing, and I for sure agree with that, that this is like a little bit of a breather. And then we go into, I think, one of the more energetic and memorable tracks on the record. It's called Thanksgiving on this record have tambourines you went to the mandolin but there's just a lot of really interesting instrumental touches that you don't notice unless you listen on headphones yeah i really this is i think the first track where i know because of his being an rem that bill barry is going to get a lot of attention but i feel like he's mostly content to be in the background but this is one of a few tracks where i feel like he is allowed to just hey let's really let you fill up some space and just slam on those symbols. And so there's such a very a brightness that comes from just this very melodic symbol work. And I think this is sort of the first we hear of that. It co- comes even more later in the album. But we're starting to realize, okay, there he may have been a later, late arrival to the band, but they're letting him shine, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much, like, heart on this record. And I think, you know, they, they do the not unique practice of having upbeat songs that are about darker materials and this is another one that has kind of some darker undertones but it's just such a bright happy sound that just you want to sing along to yeah this is also just very efficient songwriting this is one of the you know pretty short 320 and yet there's so much lyrically because there's 
no repetition in the courses. Each sounds different, has different lyrics rather. And so there's really a sense of a storytelling. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details, but it just it has that evocation of a long life and all these memories and, oh, that road trip we took and that party we had. And there's fondness, but also sadness. And that's, yeah, that is the through line here. This is a, yeah music by mature people. It's not going to be an undiluted party but there it's i'm going to take the sweetness away from it yeah everything is so economical and it doesn't have the feel of you know sometimes you have bands who are just starting out and get a little bit self-indulgent because they're just so charmed by their own talents and this is these are songs that like go right to the point don't overstay their welcome and then are out yeah there's this is a pretty yeah pretty simple little track that's you know mid-tempo and then i love how we we listen to the end of it because it shifts gears into this fun outro where there's this very simple just four note guitar just kind of up scale over and over again while he's just this one goes out this goes out to the ones he left behind and that simple message is yeah it's really anchors what i think of like oh this is the end of the first track first half of the album because i love the sequencing four tracks and then an instrumental that's a little intermission Mm And we catch our breath and go into the second half of the record with a barn burner. It's called The Ballad of Satan's Bride. No, I didn't know what day it was on the night dear Sunny died. For he left a hole here on the earth that no man could ever survive. It was said he found the deepest love. It was said that the fair Rebecca was his bride for the tender feelings they shared easily. southern rock song because it's got that like energy and kind of like raw vocals and it's much more almost punk yeah i think to me this is quintessential like kind of guitar rock psych rock there's Mm -hmm. that vibra slap there's these various kinds of echoing and i love that after a track after tracks where we had guitar solos and organ solos here we get a cymbal solo uh-huh. and so you know I, I i called that out on thanksgiving 1915 and here bill berry is really anchoring the song his i, I described it as rollicking this very complicated mm. and propulsive beat and i love that apparently this was the first song that they recorded as a band ah, and so yeah mike mantioni has said that oh yeah they this was the first song we recorded and bill just brought this crazy beat and so he was really inspired and kind of sang it very crazy. And yeah. you get that sense of it's like unhinged. Mm-hmm. And so he he said, though, that 
he apparently really second guessed himself and he's like i don't know these lyrics these vocals are so crazy and re-recorded it and said like oh i've done it i did it better like i fixed up my vocals uh-huh. and everyone else in the band was like this sucks you ruined it <laughs> and so he uh backed off and used the original recording session record and, and yeah i think it was a great decision this song really sticks in my head there's so much energy to it and it's another one where you know it's a story song where Every chorus is different lyrics, and so it doesn't repeat itself on. It's just constantly going into uh, this sort of metaphorical take on bad stuff going down. I'm not going to overanalyze it, but the feeling of energy and darkness is pulsating. Yeah, and the guitars are so kind of distorted and heavy, and it has a real propulsive feeling, as you said, and that I think the drumming brings a lot of that along it really gives it the heartbeat of the sound yeah well i talked earlier about how great it was that bill barry is so modest because of course he's the previously known star so a lot of times you'll see the interviews with him and mike mantoni as sort of co-front persons and bill barry's like hey I, i'm just in this band yeah and so it's nice to hear mike mantoni say no no bill barry's drumming is what made this song Aww. so it's really the mutual admiration society and we could admire both of them while enjoying yeah. the song and mantoni apparently was the front man of five eight which was a cult favorite band in athens and again we have not heard of them but he has his own fame especially locally and he's yeah. got a really versatile voice. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think it's, you know, we've had a lot of pretty rockin' songs. And so I like here that that for the next track, it really swings into almost like a folk direction. And it's called Little Black Cloud. Before I ever knew the reason It seemed you've been thinking trees with the hair covering your face With your eyes down and left no trace You got a balloon filled with yats Tugging on the string of your regrets That you're dragging around the kitchenette Wishing on a one-armed bandit Lucky bet I bet you little black cloud's been lonesome I bet you little black cloud's been lonesome Why don't you let me hit you up and pull you in Till it starts to rain again Yeah, I love how this song starts off and it feels like a very throwbacky kind of 70s folk rock track with the acoustic guitar and mandolin. And then as we come into the second verse, there's this very warm pedal steel. And so that's a nice guest artist who's John Neff of Drive-By Truckers coming in to provide that. And so it really, I think, elevates the song and gives it so much more depth. And it becomes, again, it's this great... So many of these songs just have a real emotional warmth that matches the sonic warmth because here it just all it is is that your little black clouds getting lonesome. So it's like reaching out to someone like, yeah, you're sad, but I'm still I'm still here. And yeah, it's really so sweet. many of these songs are on the topic of like reaching out to friends who are having a tough time. And that I think makes it 
gives it so much heart. But talking about the instrumentation, I really love it when you have a, an acoustic guitar song like this that's close mic, so you hear all the little squeaks. And it just feels, it's so um, inviting. Like it feels like you're right there in the room with the person playing. And I think that that is appropriate for the emotion that it's trying to convey. Yeah, so as we get through this, yeah, this real dose of warmth, it is, yeah, a great, I think, introduction as we kind of approach the very end of the album where I think it, things get maybe a little colder and sadder again. But we will start hearing that next with the penultimate track. It's called Honestly. So I try to call again. I'm not sure I can pretend to grieve this loss again. He died so many times We all knew while he was alive That nothing should surprise of the song of the album come together in one song there's kind of the it's a more like slower tempo song but then with the heavier guitars and you've got the chorus of backing vocals and you know some light instrumentational touches that just make it fun i love that guitar and kind of the the fuzz tone in the background yeah i love that yeah the blasted out super overdriven guitar with the choir is mm-hmm. a great combo and it is this sense of almost uh almost religious devotion to loudness yeah well, and I was going to say religious devotion to the community and an appreciation for life. Yeah, but exactly. The sort of community that comes together when, say, Athens, with a great music scene, has great people come together to make good music. Yeah, and I think that's really what this song is celebrating when the band members talk about being excited that it's a, a, a album that's kind of dedicated to Athens, is that when you create a community of people who have similar values and you know kind of express your emotions through music it's really a special thing and this is that is what i think the sound of this album is yeah i think that anytime you have a bunch of people who are in a bunch of bands who are in middle age and maybe retired for a while come together and the you know that they say oh it's a super group and i think they they <laughs> dodge that a little bit because it's like well a bunch of these guys were only famous necessarily in athens and the other is that there is this dedication to a shared vision and a shared message that is maybe not the most complicated but it's real and deep and i think they express it well song after song yeah it just feels very genuine and that's what i walked away with when listening to this album it's not sappy or overly sentimental but it, it is very heartfelt and it touched a chord with me and that i think you know being around this age it's just something that you think about and something you appreciate more which is your community and the people who have hung with you all this time yeah and it's it's I appreciate the restraint. It is not a long record and it goes down smooth 
And if you have it on repeat, you'll, you'll find yourself, Hey, I'm not bummed to be listening to this. Like it's, (laughs) I, I would, you know, preparing for these, uh, for these discussions, I often put it on repeat. And it was, this was one where I just noticed, did I just listen to this album like three or four times in a row? And I'm, it's so enjoyable. And yeah, there are the little hidden depths that kept me from getting bored. Yeah. So we're going to go out with the last track, which is called New York Murder Suicide. Very cheery. And we've been discussing the first album from the band The Bad Ends from Athens, Georgia. It's called The Power and the Glory. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. How can I get Back to that place Where once we were so naive The baby grandstands On the porch piles of strands A hoard of dreams and old plans We scorned of our life on St. John's Beach Only photographic reach Just souvenirs can teach us How to fall Sunday walk to Catholic Mass Italian tempers, broken glass Philharmonic, tragic past Still is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.